Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this has come through Queen. Jen and I used to be good until I said it smelled like hospital. Hey, Brendan. Hello, hello, hello. We are in a very different spot than we were four years ago. Even uh, yeah. Last week. And at least we got Saturday to like exhale, you know, and like I know. breathe out. And like I was in Manhattan, obviously, and like literally celebrations were happening on every single block Saturday afternoon when I was walking down the street. A woman drove by a plant blasting fuck Donald Trump. It just was a beautiful moment. Yeah, we were watching Core Snacky, um, let out a little yelp. And then in our sleepy little neighborhood, there was a, there was cheering. There was cars driving by honking. There was definitely a lot of excitement. Yes, but... The work continues. We have to now win the Senate with two seats up in the air in Georgia. So yeah. support those. And then also once Biden is in, we're not like we're not going, done. We're not like going back to brunch or whatever. Like the thing is, yeah, we're, we're not going gonna, to sleep. Yeah, we're going to push Sleepy Joe to the left oh, when we can. Oh, my God. Just sleepy. kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. OK, um, but. We I'm just kidding. World... I don't mean to use Trump's words. It was just a joke. I know. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, we are not to be distracted from the fact that we are still heavily in a pandemic. Um, <laughs> things are getting crazy. Be careful. We have some news kind of related to that in terms of what's going on with Vanderpump Rules, because that's been up in the air, partially caused by the pandemic, but we also our conspiracy minds think caused by other factors as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is from E online. Pour yourself a pump teeny and grab some goat cheese balls. 
because we've got some Vanderpump Rules news to share. E! News has learned that filming for Vanderpump Rules is still on hold and no date has been set for when the cast will resume production. In fact, according to an E! News source, there is now no timeline for the show's return. The Insider continued, with so many uncertainties during the COVID pandemic, showrunners are telling the crew that the show has not been canceled, but the upcoming season is currently on hold and ask them to please sit tight until the future is more clear. Traditionally, Bravo cameras fill the Pump Rules cast during the summer months, yet production was unable to begin season nine as Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants and the setting for the show were forced to close due to the coronavirus pandemic. Sir and Pump have since reopened. Um, so we've got like four buns in the oven in Vanderpump Valley. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not necessarily interested in seeing four people pregnant on the show. You know, that's like not the storyline for Vanderpump Rules, a show that yeah. started as like drunk people dating each other at this restaurant. Sure. Um, also happy to be missing. I saw that Brittany and Jax created an Instagram for their unborn child. Oh my God. Baby couchy. Which like, I don't think that you should ever create an Instagram for a child who does not know how to run their own Instagram. If you know what I mean. Sure. I also, but I do think it is smart to like lock down account names. Like their, like their Gmail, I mean, a Twitter. I mean, you know very well. Like, I know. I, that's evergreen advice. Anytime a new social platform emerges, even if you don't think it's going to hit it, get on there and get yourself an account so that years down the line, you're not begging at Brendan Davis on Twitter, some guy who lives in Australia, to give you the account. Yeah. He hasn't tweeted in six years, by the way, so... And his last tweets were like mocking you. I know they really were. Um, but yeah, I think this kind of like opens the door to the greater conversation as like, what do you think is going to happen with reality show filming as, as of recording tonight, we are now reaching new peaks of 152,000 cases in the United States where we had only hit 100,000 for the first time last week. Well, I think what's going to happen is that productions are going to continue to go on in states that aren't locking down and they're going to just keep doing it like Atlanta because there was like no lockdown at all in Georgia. Really? That's how we're getting an Atlanta season so quickly. Yeah. So it's going to be very much like that. I don't know what's going to happen for like New York, given that they're in the middle beginning, middle of filming and New York is headed for a lockdown potentially. Yeah. I mean, I think right now, what would be filming is New York, Beverly Hills, and theoretically like Potomac, once they um, wrap the season, would start filming right away. Right. And they're filming, they filmed the reunion today as we record this. Yeah. I, they're really getting it in like under the wire. I could picture a world where they would not have been able to come up to New York in a week or two and, and done this. I know. They even brought T'Challa. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we do have Jersey and Dallas, I'm pretty sure, are completely in the can. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's any filming left going on for them. I do I do think, like, isn't Atlanta 
still filming as we speak? That's what I've heard, but I heard someone on Twitter say, I think just today or yesterday, that someone got COVID and they might have to shut down. Oh, yeah. A, a crew member. A crew member. So we'll see. But I mean, yeah. like Atlanta was like, I was surprised that it was still filming with cameras up, like on the ladies, you know? So I think sure. they're in a good spot no matter what. And like, if the season ends with like, we're shutting down for COVID, I think they have enough to like get us through to that. I mean, the fact that they would go ahead and release a trailer, they had to have been confident that they had enough for a season. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we will see. Yeah. Yeah. But um, speaking of that Potomac, uh, we learned today that they were filming. Uh, Apparently Monique was staying at a separate hotel than the other ladies. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, T'Challa's present and accounted for. And apparently from the rumors, it's being filmed at a hotel here in New York. And I wonder what hotel it is. The troll in me wants it to be the Hilton Midtown where Trump accepted his presidency in 2016. I think it'd be funny because they could like make jokes about it. I'm, I'm surprised they're not doing it in like an NBC studio. Right. But I mean, like, I bet, like, hotels need the business and they like the look of, like, ballroom Mm. for these things. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, I was theorizing uh, a seating arrangement, but that was also, like, based in the concept of, like, old seating arrangements. I imagine we're going to kind of do, like, a a theater in the round again, like we did with Mm -hmm. New York, where the women are all, like, very far apart. Yeah. So what was your theory? Okay, Tell me your theory, theorized seating arrangement in the old style, and did it have to change when you rethought it out? Um, my theory was it was from left to right was going to be uh, Karen, Ashley, Monique, then mm. Andy, then Candace, Giselle, Robin, Wendy. Interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't think Wendy would be like in a little further. Like before Robin, maybe. Um. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like I would think Wendy would either be on the end or she would be next to Candace. Yeah, sure. Because you want to keep the Green Bandits together, even though, as yeah. we'll discuss, the Green Bandits, there's trouble in paradise. Yeah. I, I mean, like you need them together because they're going to be like whispering and laughing during the reunion to each other. But then, like. All of the, that that thought process goes out the window because they're not going to be like huddled up next to each other on a couch like they normally would be. Right. Uh, and we do have more women on this show than there was on Roni. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot more difficult. I just like really wonder. Because like how it felt like do it. it felt like Sonia was sitting on in like a different room. Mm-hmm. Um. I hope they don't put Andy on an end again. I know. Can't they do like Andy across from them and just have like cameras visible or something? Yeah, that would be much better. I feel like they probably did learn lessons from the New York experience of like what they would want to do differently. Yeah. Also like Potomac, I feel like what they did with Roni with trying to make like iconic sets didn't exactly work because most people like didn't really get the references. I mean, we're freaks. So like I got 
so many of the references as far sure. as like what the reunion sets look like. Yeah. And I feel like Potomac doesn't really have like those iconic set quote unquote iconic set pieces that New York has had just because yeah. they've been kind of disrespected by Bravo for the past four years until now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, like I'm said, I'm glad they, they were able to get it in the can, hopefully safely. Uh, and that's just going to be around the corner. Cause, cause the, I think the finale and the premiere of Potomac and Atlanta are the same night in December. Oh Yeah. So we're going to be seeing the Potomac reunion trailer in like less than a month. That's incredible. I wonder if they're still going to, Andy's still going to have the yellow cards that he always uses for Potomac. Have you noticed that? No. He uses yellow cards and he was wearing a yellow tie in that picture with uh, T'Challa. So. Okay. Maybe. Um, but while we're on the topic of Potomac, why don't we get on over to the beautiful city of portugal that will stay with me what karen said forever and next (laughs) next week she calls it portland (laughs) oh my god i mean i uh we're not quite in portugal when we when we start the episode though we're kind of like preparing for it um we have monique and karen going for portugal yeah we're we have monique and karen meeting up at it's like a it, like as they're entering it, it looked like it was a fancier place. Like I think it had the name like Brasserie, which you always mm-hmm. know is like a fancy place. But then inside was stylized like a diner. And as we're sitting there, I forgot that we're maybe in a fancier place. And when Karen orders the tuna tartare in what I thought was a diner, I almost choked. Well, it's also confusing because Monique ordered an omelet, which you associate with diners. Yes. The yes. other patrons were very casual, which you associate for diners. You know what, where it looked like, you know, that show, um, what would you do? Not yes. what would you do? Yes, of course. With the, with the guy who comes out and tries John to like, yeah. And those are always set in diners. It reminded me of one of those sets. <laughs> Did you think like someone was going to be like, what would you do if <laughs> your friend assaulted someone? Would you tell <laughs> <laughs> the other friend to press charges. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the tuna tartare like really made me nervous, but then like I, I did the math in my head and then remember that I think we're in a fancier place. I still, Dan, I still think like a menu wide enough to have both like an omelet that you can order and like tuna tartare that you can order during the same meal. Mm. That's a stretch to me. So I, I stand think- with the original thought. Okay, I mean, I th- I'm like hoping and wishing it was, it was a brunch mm-hmm. that Monique was not getting like an omelet at at like 5 p.m. Who knows with her though? Yeah. Uh, we have <laughs> we have we have the realization that that Michael will be taking care of this child uh, while Ashley is away. I know, but like also as we learn later. How many nannies are involved in this situation? <laughs> it takes a village, as Hillary Clinton once told us. She um, But she, uh, in this whole like scene, Ashley's talking about the fact that she wrote uh, a statement about Candace in defense of Monique about the butter knife incident. I know. And- Can you break down what this means legally to me? Like writing this kind of statement? 
Well, she's like kind of like acting as a character witness. Okay. So like she's talking about an incident instance where Candace was provoking her, I guess. Mm-hmm. And acting menace menacingly with a weapon. Right. Yeah. Candace needs to stay away from those knives. There was even a knife. Nobody talks about how there was a knife moment right before the uh winery incident. Yeah. And like it was either Giselle or or Wendy who like grabbed it. it was, yeah, it was Dr. Wendy, I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but then like then Ashley reveals that she did this because the Samuels have been very nice to the Darbies. And what does that mean? That means uh, they protected Michael. And then they flash back to uh, Monique saying like, oh, we didn't have any footage. Oh, yeah. They don't have any footage in their basements. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the revelation that Ashley like told Monique about their openish relationship prior to the winery. And they show Monique acting when Ashley reveals it to all the other women. Mm-hmm. It's really spectacular. A masterpiece. I mean, all this is put together. Like you really got to hand it to, to these women and this season. Like, this is not happening on Beverly Hills. <laughs> no, not at all. And I think, like, for once in our lives, people are starting to wake up and pay attention to Potomac. Even Andy, these days, yeah, is, like, hyping it up. And I also want to notice, we'll get to this, but he's also, I've seen him hyping up Salt Lake City more than he ever did for Dallas and Potomac before this year. Uh, I mean, I think that is a more network-backed decision than just, like, him personally. Um, but we will, we, I mean, we have so much to talk about, uh, Salt Lake City. Right. But I saw him like responding to Sarah Paulson's reply to somebody else about oh, Salt wow. Lake City. Okay. Okay. So we're finally getting on the plane to Portugal. And I love that, uh, Karen and Wendy ended up sitting next to each other. Same. I also love the self footage of everyone, but I wonder the 19 hours, which means layovers, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. We got nothing. I know. But like, I feel like that, that's like, that could be a complaint, but that just like goes to show they don't need to fluff this with, with stuff that we don't need to say. That's true. I would have liked to get a little more insight to what it was actually like for Karen to sit next to Dr. Wendy though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did they talk? Did they, like, have a drink? Did they watch the same thing? Did they watch different things, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, that, that might be, like, good good conversation for the after show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but these poor women, after f- traveling for 19 hours, have to, like, pull it together for a dinner at the hotel. And wow, do they pull it together in some interesting ways. When Giselle walked out of her hotel room (laughs) with that headband on and like bedazzled, (laughs) embellished, embezzled headband. And truly, like, I'm kind of a bimbo idiot. I never really paid attention to what Giselle was wearing until Karen brought it up earlier this season. And now it's my favorite part of every scene. Oh my God. Karen on Watch Happens Live this week was so iconic. Her like dragging Giselle the whole time, ta- saying like, "Oh yeah, 
Giselle, she's like, she's lagging behind. <laughs> like, <laughs> saying she's lagging behind just killed me. <sighs> um, but like, Karen's drinking a cup of milk. She must have listened to the BTS Dynamite song. Because <laughs> who is ordering a cup of milk at dinner? I mean, BTS is literal impact. Truly. I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to Di- Dynamite and you will learn very quickly. Yes. Um, Wendy telling us the origin of her name. It being after Wendy's, the fast food restaurant, because her dad, it was a really sweet story. First yeah. of all, it was like a genuinely sweet story where she was talking about how her dad worked at a fast food restaurant and yeah. then became a manager. And because he became a manager, he wanted to thank the U.S. and America for it by naming his second daughter after that fast food restaurant. And yeah. the way the way it showed everyone's faces, like realizing that she is <laughs> talking about being named after Wendy's, yeah, is so good because they're they're all like both laughing in her face, but then also being like, "That's a nice story." Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's only it's a reaction that can only come out of this particular city just because sure. it's like they're the best women to receive this type of news yeah yeah um then we get karen dragging giselle about jamal uh saying a proud man is with his woman i know i enjoyed this entire thing up until like them talking about it later in the episode and it coming full circle I love this because we're all thinking how, like, we all know about Jamal. Yeah. And especially they live in separate cities. He lives a different life. Yeah. I love where this is going. And I love a bandit feeling free to speak out against another bandit. I know. Let the The bandit speak. The green-eyed bandits don't always agree on everything. Robin took Karen's side in all of this. I know, because it is kind of, it is a little sus, right? Like, you're on this show, you're supposed to be friends, you're sharing your lives. He hasn't been to one event in Potomac this entire, and like, they get their call sheets so they can plan ahead, right? But I, I wonder, like, has Robin hung out with Jamal outside of the show? From what the way she was talking, I think she said something along the lines of like she's never even met him. Oh my god. Really? I must have missed that. Think about this. Think about this for a second. So at the beginning, we recently revisited the first season. At the beginning, yeah. Robin and Giselle weren't that close. They knew yeah. each other. Sure. But sure, they sure. became very close through the show. Yeah. And at that point, she was calling him a cheater cheater pumpkin eater Mm -hmm. so they were very they're very much doing like the sharing kids that's about it yeah he's only re-come back into her life very recently so i believe that she's robin's never met him potentially potentially uh yeah but um i mean that was mostly it for that dinner the women like go off to their room candace is like putting post-it notes in her room to like give herself confidence Ashley. What about when they ordered poon shots or whatever? Oh, I forgot the poon. Puncha. Something like that. I want I, w- I want to try some puncha. It's like, it's what, rum and passion fruit? I think so. 
that sounds good, but it also sounds like something that will get you very fucked up very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I it's like rum is not normally a part of my life unless we're talking like a dark and stormy. Right. Yeah. I had a very bad night with some rum that we won't go into. Okay. Um, but Ashley is calling up Mickey Darby. Love it. Um, and he's not answering the phone. <laughs> Do you think they play like Mickey and Minnie role play? Oh my God, please. No. <laughs> Put on little ears and run around the house chasing each other. That's really sick. <laughs> um, but he finally answers and like, he's not home. She talks to the nanny. Like he's not, he's running late, blah, blah, blah. His choice of words of like responding to Ashley being upset is like, I can't be molested like this. It's crazy. Is really interested considering all that he has been accused of. I know you would think that would be the one word you actually (laughs) stay away from. Avoid. If you're Mickey Darby. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, hopefully Mickey made it home to baby Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it seems like Ashley was like ready to just like hop on a plane then and there. I know this was really illuminating and like also a look into like how the show's put together, I think, because this being Ashley's trip mm-hmm. and yet she's like so quick to leave it is like, okay, this is production telling Ashley she is the trip this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but even after all this, we have to wake up early the next day to go, like, ride on the... Gondolas. The gondolas. I know. And even just, like, the gondola ride up or whatever, I love when they I love when they have to split up into, like, odd groups and to see the dynamics at play. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the city of Portugal sure is beautiful. Yeah. I like that was actually a consideration for a honeymoon destination. Oh, oh recipes traveling. Tw- maybe in 2022. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I gotta say, like we we really get into it with Wendy and Karen, and I love the Wendy and Karen feud. I do too, and like we've mentioned before, a lot of people don't like Wendy, but I feel like I feel like yeah, maybe she comes across as a little like grating or annoying this season but i feel like she'll also learn quick i mean online she's been sharing like her face photoshopped onto the wendy's logo so she's like she's getting it i just think like the the temperature of their feud is so right like it's they feel passionate but it's not like crazy it's not too serious Mm -hmm. it's not like they're acting it's just like fun totally yeah thousand percent but um, I think that's pretty much this episode. Yeah, we were hit with a to be continued. Um, other honorable mentions, I just want to say, I loved Ashley's like look on the gondola day with the blue headband. Mm. Fashion icon. Great look on her. Um, and yeah, just like loving Potomac. Loving Potomac. All right, why don't we get to this week's Orange County? Let's... Now, I like overall, I thought this episode was interesting in that it was almost like a throwback to early, early, early OC in that the children were heavily involved. Right. Yes. Good point. And like getting their own confessionals. In stunning confessionals from Jacob. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we didn't use those busted, like, first round confessionals that the OC women did mm-hmm. for the kids. Also, Jacob should do makeup for all of these housewives. Oh, my God. A gig at, like, uh, <laughs> what is he, like, 14 or 15? Yeah. <laughs> um, why don't we start with that? Uh, we kind of delved into Jacob's story of like getting into an interest of in drag. Like he, he asked for heels for Christmas mm-hmm. and th- then here we are trying on the different dresses. And I will say like this scene and just the way both parents and the other sibling, like just react the entire time is so refreshing. And like, you wouldn't expect to see it on Real Housewives of Orange County of all housewives, but for, sure. for most housewives but Bronwyn across franchises, I believe this could have gone horribly bad. You know? Oh yeah. It's hard to even like imagine another housewife in another city like pulling this off better as a family. Yeah, they just all like are really sensitive to talking about it, about like the language around it, just like every part of it was just like so well done. So kudos to them. I mean, and it's great because like, I mean, one thing that we joke about with Bronwyn's family is that there's so many kids you can't even keep track of them. And I feel like we had never really heard a peep from Jacob before. Mm -hmm. And for for this storyline to now come up was like fun. I know. And he just like, he had the, cutest confessional where he had a soft beat on and it was just like great lighting yeah and just like it was great yeah um it comes up later of course with uh with kelly dodd when she and bronwyn are going wedding dress shopping for like the vow renewal and kelly's wedding and of Mm -hmm. course like kelly every episode finds a new way to be terrible yeah, just, like, fucking up the way she's talking about it. Just, like, please, why do we have to watch Kelly Dodd? Yeah. I guess um, we don't. And that's why we're watching her instead of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, in the beginning, we had Gina and Emily talking about Bronwyn in terms of, like, what transpired at the party and this and that. And, like, Emily mm-hmm. is really, like, each week coming off, like, worse and worse, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, the Trump supporter seems to be jumping out. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> um, with Emily later on in the episode, we have an appearance, which, of course, not teased in the, in the season trailer, from Lizzie Rosvek. It's so wild, because, like, even Heather Halla Thompson got a tease the week before yeah. when she appeared on Roni this season, but like nothing for Lizzie. There there's like literally no pomp and circumstance to her appearance. Like also, even like, even like musical cues, like the build up visually. It's just like this mm-hmm. woman just appe- it could have been like any woman off the street. Right, because she is any woman off the street. She probably just came from <laughs> Uh, QAnon get together at Gretchen Rossi's house. Oh my God, please. <laughs> Isn't Lizzie tied in on all that? I think like she did show up at some Gretchen, Christine Butte, Rossi Q events. 
Yeah, and I mean, at this point, like, Gretchen's, like, doing unboxing of, like, MAGA hats. Did you see oh. that a few oh, weeks yeah. ago? Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> When she was, like, so excited to receive a, a MAGA hat. <sighs> wow. Wow, sorry. I hope you're, like, really taking the results well or not believing them, I guess. Oh, yeah. We're, like, <laughs> supposed to reach out and, like, hug <laughs> MAGA housewives now. Yeah. Um, I forgot that Gina didn't have her license. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's not what i was expecting you to say but yeah <laughs> and like i f- i feel like there was maybe a tease last week of like oh gina's gonna go to aa with bronwyn and i was like oh i mean like that's gonna be weird but then i forgot that she's court mandated to be going to aa meetings exactly so when bronwyn asked her i was like oh bronwyn wants to like open up a little bit of her life to Gina as like a way to move forward. Yeah. It did not occur to me that yeah. she, Gina had to go and that Bronwyn now had to drive her. Yeah. And anytime that Bronwyn has been driving this season, the energy in that minivan is like so chaotic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> because like, she's like deep in conversation with the person next to her. Sure. But she's also like, driving this minivan like down the road yeah. i say that as an uncomfortable driver i have my license but i have not driven i probably drove last like two years ago and that was like when i was at my mom's house and i took the car to dunkin donuts yeah and did a joy ride but next, no time, next time you are out like i mean who knows when this will be but next time you're like out of state visiting family you should like hop, hop behind the wheel that's well that's what i did the last time i was like at my mom's house yeah but that yeah, was yeah. like two years ago Sure. Um, I was so surprised by the post AA conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like they had a genuine reconciliation. Yeah. And like, I mean, like the bar for me with Gina's on the floor. So like anytime she's actually like being real and like showing like actual compassion and all yeah. of that, I'm like, Oh, Okay. But like the like her talking about like I know like I was in, invited to the vow renewal and then like everything happened but like her saying like I would genuinely like to go like I want to go and I don't want to drink for you so that you mm-hmm. feel like you have someone there like in your corner and blah blah I was like oh my god like I did not expect this much from you Gina. I know. I think because we view all these women as monsters. Yeah. But then like I think the word on the street, as we've reported, is that Bronwyn's not talking to any of them. So, like, something must have taken a turn with her. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, Shannon talking to Sophie about the divorce. Wild. And then even more the things that Sophie says in her confessional about Shannon's new boyfriend... That she needs someone who can emotionally and financially support her, and she's not sure that he can do both. My God. And she means financially, right? Yeah, I would think so. Um, She's going to the college in Waco, Texas, oh. Baylor, and I only know about it through um, <laughs> Chip and Joanna. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Gaines. Okay. Because they do all their stuff on their show in Waco, sure. so like, I think he went to Baylor. Okay. Um, I also thought it was a little interesting, like her, like the conversation was like, okay, I think I'm fine. 
But I think the the twins are are going to get fucked up by this. True. I mean, I think the only solution to making sure the twins don't get fucked up fucked up is to reunite the ladies of rock. Yeah, for one last show. For one last show. <laughs> what was their song called? A dream catch, dream sure. catcher, oh, or- ca- dream catcher. Oh, dream catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, her joking, or maybe not joking, how she's going to title the book "How to Weather the Shannon Storms Bador." Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, Is her book with like an actual like publishing company? Well, it sounds like she was in the process of pitching it to publishing companies. Mm-hmm. But like. Good for her. Go go for it, girl. Fuck that. I should have written that shit when I was like six or whatever and my parents got divorced. You still can. Yeah. Instead, they put me in those, oh, this is a thing that you never had to deal with in your life. In public school, when your parents are divorced, in elementary school, there's this program where they pull you out of class like for an hour every week and it's called Rainbows. And mm-hmm. you go talk to a counselor in a group with all the other divorced parents' kids yeah big part of my upbringing wow like is this every week yeah and then i even think that like they had a version in our church so i would be going Mm. twice a week because i'd be doing public school version than the church version so i have a question like while you're pulled out in public school for rainbows what are the kids who are not child children of divorce doing regular work i was also pulled out a full day every week in elementary school because I was in this program called target, which was like the gifted program. Mm. And you go and do like, you do like deep dives into different subject matters. So that's where like, we had a whole semester where we just talked about Greek mythology. Yeah. And we would go for one full day every week. It was the best day of the week. Well, I was just, what I was going to say about the rainbows thing is like the other kids are like continuing their education. Like, isn't like, I wonder if this affected your your uh, education, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, like, two shots against me. My parents are divorced, and I'm missing an hour You're of missing class. Week. Hello. <laughs> but then I was in the gifted program, so who knows? Maybe know. it so helped. You, you defied all odds. I know. Defying gravity. Um, wow. Okay, so maybe Adeline and um, the other one need to head on over to Rainbow's. They really should. Did rainbows make me gay? Oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Vargas. Uh, I feel like this is the first episode we're really like diving in deep with her in terms of like her talking about this, the relationship with the sister. The fact that the sister's still missing. And I checked Elizabeth like <gasps> posted about her like recently still missing. That's like scary. Especially because, like, she was originally missing pre pre COVID, and now we're like in a COVID world. Wow, I know. So, I, I don't know. It's I feel like Elizabeth. There's no way that she's like a winning housewife from what we've seen. She's not being set up to win. She didn't bring the right tools to the to the game. I don't think. And there's just like everything around her is just like dark storytelling you know yeah 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 i see what you're saying yeah and like for for all the seasons for her to be joining like this is a tough one i know and it's also like really tough having seeing her post photos of like her and dorit wearing the same chanel oh my god but like (laughs) 
very differently and not in a way that like is great for Lizzie Varg. And also like in a way that shows that one garment is clearly like fake. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Cause they don't look exactly the same. And I would venture to say the Dorit one is not the fake one. I mean, who knows? I mean, Lizzie Varg apparently has money. I know, but like, isn't there chatter about how like she keeps talking about like this man is a billionaire and he's not a billionaire. Of like, course. He's, he's a multimillionaire, which is like a lot of money too. But like, there is a big difference between a billionaire and, and a millionaire. Yeah. And to me, it's like, if you have that much money and can choose any location and get, don't get me wrong. Maybe I'm wrong <laughs> about this, but like, to choose to be right on that boardwalk where like people can actively like look into your home. I don't know. Well, well also you're like, you're entertaining your guests on what feels like the sidewalk. Right. Exactly. It's like outdoor dining here in New York city. These days. <laughs> Yeah. They are true. They are like the pioneers, Elizabeth Vargas and her whole block of outdoor dining. Um, like the setup outside of flaming saddles is nicer than what Elizabeth Vargas is doing right now yeah oh my god when she is serving them the food with like the labels the labels from the grocery store like the sticker labels beautiful only an oc baby she Um, i mean like she is the she is the unsinkable molly brown of our generation yeah new new money yeah we get more coronavirus with Kelly and Shannon on the way to go, like, take the cars for a spin. Oh, yeah. Uh, And they're talking about, like, uh, Kelly and Shannon are talking about Bronwyn. And, like, both of them are being really bad. Mm Mm-hmm. In terms of... Kelly, Kelly keeping on saying that, like, Bronwyn is, like, so much more fun when she's drunk. She doesn't think she's an alcoholic. Like, all of this stuff is just, like, oh, why are you doing this to us? Yeah. Saying she's... Kelly's saying that she herself is not a quitter. God, I hate her. Um, But, like, Shannon is being bad. Like, obviously, Kelly's just always being bad. But Shannon's being bad in, like, such a sneaky way. Like, bringing Mm -hmm. up bringing up Bronwyn passing out on the plane and stuff. Right. Did we know about that? Was that part of last season? I like don't remember or think so. Or like, even if it was, it obviously was not presented in like, here's here's uh, Bronwyn like passed out from drinking. Like someone could be asleep on a plane. Cause they're like falling asleep. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, I guess that one last big thing is Gina's birthday party for Sienna, where we finally lay eyes on that. I know. And that house did seem small when they were all in the kitchen together. I mean, he brought his new girlfriend and like another, like maybe her child. So like at this at this point, we're combining, like, three families under this one roof. Oh, I thought maybe it was just, like, one of their children was with him, but oh. you make a good point. I don't know. 
Yeah. It's just, like, hard to keep track. Yeah. They're... Gina's children are just, like, blurry to me. Yeah. They're not, they're not like, a Wendy Osefo child, like, jumping off exactly. the screen. Um, it was also, like, really sad. Her... T- like, it seemed as though, like, she had made the decision to write the impact, the victim impact statement after this party. And like mm-hmm. in her confessional acknowledging, like we probably won't be celebrating a party like this together be- because I am choosing to do this. That is so interesting. And like makes me want to know like what the process of like signing the waivers with Bravo was and yeah. surprised that Matt didn't try to pull a Barbara K and get himself off the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And isn't it funny that, like, way before all of this, like, back when, like, they were still together and and about to split up, like, when we were, like, thirsting over him mm-hmm. from just, like, blurry photos and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. it was kind of a letdown in the flesh. Yeah. I think I prefer her new boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, for sure. (laughs) Um, Always like a, (laughs) a dark, sad journey through Orange County. And it's only going to get darker and sadder as we have to relive COVID. So, I mean, not that we're even done living. No, we're going to concurrently live COVID. (laughs) Oh my god, it's gonna peak on TV as it re-peaks here. Yeah, Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, but why don't we like tr- <laughs> transport ourselves to a world where like COVID does not exist and times are simpler, which is Salt Lake City. A snowy heaven. Uh, okay. I I went in hoping for the best. And, like, excited by the trailer, but, like, setting my expectations low. You were even going as far yesterday before it aired to be like, I can't believe people are pre-standing Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm not going to do that. Which is fine. Which is smart. Well, just, like, I don't want to let myself down, you know? Right. Especially because, like, we just went on, on our Patreon, their journey through the series premiere of each franchise. And, like, none of those episodes, for the most... None of those episodes, really, are, like, the iconic episodes of those cities. Right. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. We're meeting people. Like, this one Salt Lake City episode, which I have only watched once, and I would love to watch again again as soon as possible. Like, feels like an iconic moment in my life. We are cooking with fire, you know? Yeah. We're like at the grill. A flame was just lit and we're going with it. We are at Tanya Sam's Hibachi Grill. We have the (laughs) onion rings stacked. That little volcano is being lit and we are cheering and screaming. Oh my God. I love the volcano. I haven't been to Hibachi since like 2012. Wow. Well, you could have for my birthday last year, but uh, you were too cool for it. 
I was working yeah, in yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Binge. Okay. Okay, Vicky Gungelson. <laughs> um, okay, so we start both the taglines and the first scene with Jen Shaw. Who is when you think of a housewife <laughs> and you look you look up housewife in a dictionary. Yeah. She is like what pop culture and like the public thinks a real housewife is, you yeah. know, and she's playing into it tenfold. She is like a woman who has studied the, the art craft. form, the craft. She knows what she's doing. Um, some might look at her and say like she's trying hard, mm-hmm. but I like I think she's like trying perfectly. Yeah, the only place I think she might be like going a little too hard is her Twitter is a roller coaster. Yeah. Like she is dragging Mary to the depths of hell, then relighting her on fire once she gets down there. That's how like like, crazy she's going. But I'm actually loving that um, multimedia uh, performance she is giving us right now on both – the internet and the television screen. Yeah. And frankly, like they all appeared on watch what happens live after, uh, the episode aired last night. Yeah. And she was the smartest person when it came to what is my zoom screen going to look among yeah. all these look like among all these women. So she yeah. wore like this get up with like this wild hat. Yeah. And so yeah. she's like, she's coming to play. I mean, I think like she is vying for, the matriarch position. She's vying for Andy's favorite. She's vying mm-hmm. for the spot next to Andy at the reunion. Um, she has her nemesis. Like she's ready to go on all, on all fronts. Yeah. And the good thing about this is that these women feel like they have history. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially because like we're getting references at some points to Things that happened six months ago when I assume was the sizzle reel that they filmed sure, or like sure, the sure. Pi- the original pilot that they filmed. So yeah. we've got like backup footage, which you don't get in a first season Housewives. Yeah. I would say the only person who doesn't feel like they have a connection would be or history would be Mary. But like Mary has such a history of her own that it sort of makes up for it in a way. I know. I read that there's a Reddit thread going around about like allegations against what is the real truth about Mary. And it is a wild ride. I mean, like the story she's presenting on this TV is a wild ride, but like, yeah, she might be doing some Nexium shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, we're, we're starting in Jen's chalet. Um, we're meeting her, her husband, uh, the kids. I gotta say, I love Mm -hmm. Jen's college years. Look that short Bob. Oh, same. And like some of her, fa- even her, lo- her fashion back then was amazing. I know. I want her husband to cook me breakfast. To uh, be honest. Except leave, leave the egg yolks in there. Cause he was making egg yeah, whites. We need, yeah. we need the yolks. We need the full egg. Um, she definitely does, um, take a turn for the worse when telling her son he, he can't kiss cause he'll get herpes or AIDS from kissing. I know that was bleak. That was, but not... they both cor- they both corrected her in the moment. Yeah, I mean, the older son is 
aiming to become like a doctor or medical professional of some sort. So he definitely mm-hmm. corrected her. Um, we look like, and then also since there is the religion aspect to this franchise, she talks about the fact that she's converting to Islam because of mm-hmm. the Mormon faith's history with black people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think what's so interesting with this franchise and we're going to get to it with all of them is it seems like there is maybe just one person who is sort of Mormon, which is Lisa Barlow. Right. And the rest of them like either have a history with Mormonism or are completely a different religion. I mean, like we get to Heather Gay, who's like, brags about her family being like early early mormons but then like just isn't anymore (laughs) yeah 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 well she she was the second one we met i thought that was so interesting because in all like the teaser footage it's like i'm the pioneer i blazed the trail and then it's like oh um well i got divorced and that's not allowed so i was i'm like no longer mormon yeah it was like a classic reality tv misdirect i will say with Heather Gay, she needs messaging training. Mm. Okay. Big time, big time. Her confessionals are embarrassing. <laughs> like, in like, just like, they're horrible. Yeah. I mean, she was talking about, she loves black men. She loves homosexuals. So that's why she and Mormonism do not get along. Yeah. It's like, first of all, don't like fetishize. Yeah people that you're remote romantically interested in. Secondly, we don't say homosexuals in 2020. <laughs> like, please, please. We, we say you we say literally your last name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will say there, she, there's a little screenshot of her going around talking about how the gay family is billionaires or whatever. Mm-hmm. And anytime I see that, I can only think of Sonia Morgan saying I raise million millions for the LGBT <laughs> and like thinking that the gay family are billionaires because Sonia Morgan raised millions for the LGBT. <laughs> Thanks to Sonia's work. Um, and don't you like self-identify as a Georgia gay? Well, yeah, she also has a daughter named Georgia gay, <laughs> which is, <laughs> Which is what I what I am. That's my history. <laughs> you are a Georgia gay. I am. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, she's she she has some work to do, but like she too has great potential. I think. Yeah, and she has a great. She has a friendship with Jen that I think will be our next big housewives friendship. Mm. You know. Okay, let's meet Meredith Marks. Not to be confused with Jim okay. Barlow. Not Jim Barlow, Lisa Barlow. Meredith Marks, I think, is my favorite mm. right now. Okay. First of all, she's like living in this empty home. <laughs> Second of all, her son has the best vocal fry I've ever heard in my life. Uh, and seemingly quit college to film Housewives. <laughs> He's like, don't which, worry. Like, don't worry, mom. I'm coming <laughs> home. <laughs> which like, I think I would do if Housewives was a thing when I was 
in college. I guess it kind of was a thing. Or maybe like if Mary Lou gets a peach, you're gonna like hop on that that plane. <laughs> Could you imagine my mom? Oh my god, yes. my mom with a peach. <laughs> Give her a peach. We demand it. Um, okay, so her son Brooks Marks has a clothing line that Jen is wearing later on in the episode. The Brooks Marks tracksuit. Iconic. I need to get my hands on Brooks Marks merch ASAP. It's like, I do too. It's so exciting. Cause like all the housewives clothing lines are really geared to, for women. It's all mostly women's mm-hmm. clothing. So to have something that like w- I could actually wear is going to be exciting. This is your moment. You love your merch. Um, also, Brooks is not the only child named Brooks in this franchise. I know. <laughs> it's like uh, our modern day Cruz. Truly is. Or Jagger. Are there multiple Jaggers? I think there was, I think like Jules, Wayne C might've had a Jagger. Uh, okay. Or, or Jules or like Kristen Takeman, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I believe. Um, Okay, the husband like uh, seemingly like lives in Chicago, and like mm-hmm. wa- finally watching this episode, I was able to like piece together stuff from the trailer more because like the trailer, I could not wrap my head around who's Lisa and who's Meredith. Truly, and Meredith is the one that like seemingly has issues going on in her marriage. Yeah, and it was really helpful for. Brooks to be introduced because now we know that who Meredith is because Brooks is always with Meredith. Yeah. It's like, Oh, is that woman Brooks's mom? If the answer is yes, that's a Meredith. If the answer is no, that's mm-hmm. Lisa. Mm-hmm. It's like the easy and after test. Watch what happens live. I feel. Yeah. After watch what happens live, I feel like I have a bigger grasp on what Meredith looks like. And I think uh, someone texted one of our group threads saying that Meredith does look like Brooke Shields. So that is also mm. helpful to ground us. Sure. Okay. Um, Lisa Barlow, she was Jewish. And then um, someone like came to her door and her mom wanted to convert to Mormonism. And they all did it as a family, it sounds like. It's funny that somebody came to her door and she's a native New Yorker. And like, one knows one must not open a door for a native New Yorker. <laughs> for a native New Yorker. <laughs> it's, it gets me every time. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Um, this, oh, oh my God. Bethany, Bethany, Bethany. We see Bethany <laughs> in a picture. I, I did not scream, but I definitely like did whatever the silent version of screaming is what? like not even a little yelp like, oh. <laughs> well, no, because I like, I have a roommate. So it's oh, like okay. weird okay. if I'm yelping. Sure, 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 sure. Well, it's uh, like weird if I'm yelping with my voice, not weird if I'm like yelping, giving reviews for local businesses. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I gotta get my hands on some Vita tequila. Same. Right. Add that to, uh, yeah, add that to like Vargas vodka. We need both. 
Vargas? Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Wow. I forgot about Vargas Vodka. Like, I feel like the, the branding there is not strong. Like I trust Vita tequila more than I trust Vargas Vodka. Right. Because like when George Clooney released Casamigos, he didn't name it Clooney tequila, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta have but, a name that makes people want to like buy. But like, I, it also seems to me like the Jen Barlow product has been around for years and years. And like, mm-hmm. I feel as though Vargas is like distilling the, the vodka in her garage on the beach. It's literally not out until December. Yeah. Chat. So she's like still in production in her garage. Right. In her garage. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and then this is like our second mention of Wendy's in one week. I know it got so much airtime. Yeah. They go through first the Taco Bell drive through and then the Wendy's. Honestly, a family with taste. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do love a Wendy's, the Taco Bell, as we mentioned before, not so much. Because uh, everything is cheese. You yeah. can't really go. Yeah, there's not much for me to do it. there. So I feel like one, one of the iconic moments of this episode is the Whitney wedding fake out. I know. <laughs> we are getting, we're getting a wedding in the first episode. As we're, like, it's not like, oh, we spent like 20 minutes, 20 minutes, like meeting this woman. She's getting ready for her wedding, blah, blah, blah. Like we're meeting this woman as she is walking down the aisle. We're in with Whitney. And then as they're saying their vows, we learn it's a vow renewal and not a wedding. I know that was so confusing. Like that entire lead up. I just felt like so confused going into Whitney, but I'm glad we were there with her. What's her husband's name? Justin. No idea. But like Justin, but like to that, to go through that. Okay. This is a wedding. No, it's a vow renewal, but like, it's not just a vow renewal. Let me tell you how we got here. I know. And she's like, we got married 10 years ago and I was wearing my, like, my prom dress and he's 18 years older than me. And we were both married to different people at the time. We met each other at work. And then I was no longer Mormon. I was excommunicated because of this and half my Mm -hmm. family didn't show up to the wedding. I was like, Holy shit. And her dad's there looking like, um, Whitney from Southern charm. Like mixed, if he was goth mixed with evil Dick from big brother. Yeah. 1000%. 1000%. Um, and then all of a sudden during the reception, they're on a stripper pole. And he, and the father's like cheering her on. And we learn she is Heather's cousin. I know. Now that got me so excited because it's like, oh, we have like a orange situation going on. Like this mm-hmm. is like Jersey. Like we are family. We are family. It just like, in general, it just feels like a rich, rich, like full world that we're already stepping into, which is why I think it excites me. Yeah, yeah. Um, she definitely like, aside from her story, which is super interesting, definitely jumps off the screen a little bit less than the other women. 1000%. Like she feels like a Steph Holman. 
but with maybe a little bit more pep in her step, mm-hmm. but not too much, not really that much more. I just think like maybe a more commanding force. So, I mean, that was just like a lot to digest all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then kind of learn about Meredith and Lisa mm-hmm. as a duo and how they were like set up on a friendship blind date years ago. Because they looked alike? Is that the reason? I'm glad that they acknowledged that people say they looked alike, which made me feel less bad about me saying that they look alike. Someone on Twitter was like, they remind me of the twins from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because they, they look more alike than the twins in New Jersey. Truly. Um, and then, like, we have the side, side storyline of Lisa pretending she doesn't know Heather. Which is very rude. Yeah. It's like that conversation we had a week or two ago about, like, needing to reintroduce yourself to people multiple times. Yep, and I know exactly who you always have to. <laughs> Stop. I mean, I haven't seen that person, <laughs> thankfully, in years. But uh, I think it was Boiler Room 2016, maybe. Oh, my God. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting to see um, Whitney being the one to bring us into Mary's world. I know. And... They're just like an odd couple in general. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know who, who could have like landed the spaceship that Mary was arriving on for us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I guess you need, I guess you need like a blank space. <laughs> yeah. For Mary. <laughs> um, Mary frightens me. Yeah. Me too. Especially like, coming in with the knowledge that we got from that Reddit post. I didn't read that Reddit post until today. Okay. She frightened me already. Just like the entire thing with the step grandfather. And like, did you see, so in the lead up to the premiere, Bravo paired housewives of Salt Lake city with different housewives, mostly from New Jersey, but there was also like a couple OC ones. Yeah. Mary was paired with Teresa. Yes. And there's a clip going around of Mary, like (laughs) kind of trying to explain slash like explain away the whole, I married my step grandfather thing. And she's like rambling on about how like people consider it incest, but this is why it's not, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Teresa has no clue what the fuck is going on <laughs> to the point where I'm like, was Teresa briefed by anyone no. on like who this woman is that she's going to be on this uh, live with? It's almost like they, they were playing a trick on Teresa. Cause like, she's the one least <laughs> able to like Comprehend. process all of this. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so crazy. Um, and then like during Watch What Happens Live, Mary like talking about it again, being like, okay, well, um, the one thing I'm against is polygamy and this is not that. So it's okay then. It's incest. <laughs> it's like... I mean, it's also sounds like if you go into the Reddit stuff, like a big con... Yeah, and, like, she had a... Fu- I mean, we can't go into the Reddit stuff because it's just, like, too much and too deep. Yeah. But, like, 
the gist of the Reddit stuff is that her and her step grandfather slash husband are making people believe that they are literally God on earth. Yeah. 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 And then like stringing them along in this, like what sounds like a cult allegedly. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like she, she's like the first lady or like, or like the one in charge. I can't really tell, but it's like interesting that you are flaunting, um, the designers and everything that I'm assuming like your parishioners are paying for. Exactly. It's like classic what people think is going on in a lot of these mega churches. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's classic that. Sure. Um, Mary thinks Jen smells like a hospital. <laughs> I will say we've been watching these shows for like a decade and a half. And this threw me for a loop. And this is a brand new one territory. We've never been in before. There, there's no tropes on Salt Lake city. We're, <laughs> we're blazing a new path. Truly wild. And then the thing where she like, she got her glands removed or something. Oh my God. Cause she doesn't want to smell. I mean, like part of the Reddit conversation, I, I hate that we keep going back to it. Is that like, she would d- disappear for years at a time and like come back a new woman. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what it said. It was like, they thought she was in a hospital, <laughs> like terminally ill or something, but then she came back looking brand new. <laughs> Oh my god, Brendan! I really cannot wait to rewatch this. I know it's just like this episode. It felt like we were in a fun house. Yeah, I mean everything the, happening. The and then we cap it off with the party that Jen is throwing for Meredith, but like truly throwing for herself and doing a grand entrance for herself like forty minutes into the party after Meredith has already arrived. I loved it. And then even before we get to the party, we're like our, our boy Brooks was setting up the flowers Mm -hmm. because his dad couldn't be there. So he's like setting up these rose petals for his mom and candles. Iconic, but the party and then our, our someone who was supposed to be a friend of or whatever appears. Yeah. So, I mean, I came into this very cautiously because we heard rumblings that there was going to be a QAnon cast member. And at first we thought mm-hmm. it was going to be one of the housewives, but then that got debunked and that she's only going to be like, not even a friend of, just like in the periphery, I guess. Mm-hmm. And when this woman appeared on the screen, I was like, that's, that's her. We got her. That's her. We got her. her. <laughs> so like her name was Sarah. And then I was like Googling like, and I, and I was like typing in words and I'm like scared. Like they're going to come and get me for like QAnon like RHOC, I mean RHSLC. Um, they won't come get you. I've been down some QAnon holes okay. in my time, and nobody's come and gotten me yet. Yeah. Also, like they're literally electing QAnon people to Congress, and this woman has the same energy as the QAnon woman who won in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay, um, yeah. So we we found out that the the the, the kooky girl who was singing like Happy Birthday or what? What was she singing? Like she was like. She was singing to Jen happy birthday. Oh, yes, yes. And it was like Jen was trying to explain to her that it wasn't her birthday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just a quick aside. 
Jen following in the footsteps of Camille and having an elder assistant. Yeah, that was beautiful. Stuart, is his name I Stuart? I think so, Stuart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were saying he, he gives off the energy of um, Tony Hale and Veep. Oh, yes, very that. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone's like licking meatballs, which was like kind of na- nauseating. Well, the best part was like Jen in the middle of like uh, the QAnon person and someone else. No, no, having... no, that was a different woman. Oh. Those are two different women. Hmm. Okay. So, but Jen in the middle of like two people having a disagreement yeah. is just like plopping meatballs into yeah. her mouth. I think that woman's name was like Jerry or Carrie, and she gave like a Kim D. Light energy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but like Jen's, the reason she smelled like a hospital was because Jen's aunt was getting her legs amputated and Mary's confessional being like, why is this woman getting her legs amputated? It must be her diet. Like go drink some water. It's like, holy shit. This woman is truly off the deep end. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense as to why Jen has gone so hard against Mary on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah, I, I take back any criticism of that. Yeah. Like she's seen this episode. So like she knows what she's saying in the confessionals, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. What, what an episode. I'm like nervous. Cause Andy like brought up, he's not using the mute button for another 12 weeks, which made me think are, is the season only 12 episodes long? I mean, it's a first season Housewives. Yeah. That would make sense. It would make sense. But it's just like, oh, I would love to like hang out for longer. <laughs> I know, but we'll get we'll get more time with them in the future. I do think like what this show is serving us right now is so good and so interesting. But I do feel like like someone like Mary, I don't think will be with us for long. No. You I, know? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't see her past this one season. Um, but let's get to the freak of the week and the one true queen. Let's do it. Okay. The freak of the week. I've been hooting and hollering about this since last night watching the premiere. It's all you and Alex are tweeting about. It's like, get a life. Uh, this 10 PM time slot is just truly freakish for me. Uh, unfortunately like the ratings weren't amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. but I blame the 10 PM time slot. Like, yeah, I mean like, if you're out there searching for new stuff, you're not doing it at 10 p.m., you know? Right. And, like, I get why they want OC to feed into this new show, but, like, put OC at 8 p.m., yeah. baby. We don't need that repeat at 8. Even I, who is, like, famously a night owl, I was like... If I'm watching something past 10 p.m., it's something I don't want to, like, have to, like, yeah. pay attention to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In detail. It's, like, something I just, like, have on, like, below deck. I can, like, pump three episodes out of that between 10 and 12 and, like, not remember everything. Yeah. But I'm glad I watched. Yeah, Alex is, like, watching a cooking YouTube. I'm, like, playing Hearthstone. It's, like, low-impact, low-energy content. Um, yeah, I'm usually on, like, TikTok. And this was also supersized. Yeah, and then, like, watch Weapons Live after well, it. I, oh I watched what happened the morning after. <laughs> I did not watch what happened live. But the point is you watch what happens live. Yeah, I know. Um, but, yeah, I think that's our freak. And our one true queen 
is like the <laughs> the viral moment happening with the kids. I think like you, you and I were disagreeing <laughs> whether or not there is a main person doing it or um, it's a sensation going around. But you probably have already seen the clip of Kamala congratulating Joe Biden on like becoming president. She's in her athleisure, like in a park, kind like sounding emotional on the phone. She was on a run, which is why she sounds the way she does. Okay, okay. I'm going to play a clip of who I think is the one true uh, person behind this meme, which is young baby Tate doing her best Kamala. We did it. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United It is, it is really good. And the way, the only reason Dan and I disagree about this is that our media intake and the way Mm. we consume this moment was different. You are a person who will view TikToks after they land on Twitter. Sure. I am a person who views TikTok on TikTok. And I know that, (laughs) I know that young baby Tate, though, a great impression of the moment. I know she's not the only one out there. Oh, I think I, I've also seen her on maybe like four different people's Instagram stories. Right. And I had actually yeah. not, until you told me about her, yeah. she's not the one I saw. Okay. So I okay. saw all the other people before seeing her. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I think they're all, like, all of them and Kamala are all queens in their own right. So, um, congrats. <laughs> congrats. You did I, it, Joe. You, we did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be the next president of the United States. Okay. That is it for this week. Wow. What a week. A new, a new a franchise in our lives. And we couldn't be happier. Um, you, this has been Come Through Queen. We have a weekly Patreon pre-show every week. In addition, if you want to scratch the itch and, and uh, watch more series premieres of all the other cities, we have recapped every single episode of every city's premiere. So go check that out on the Patreon as well. You can find it all at comethroughqueen.com. Scratch that itch. Yeah, scratch that itch. Um, also on comethroughqueen.com, you'll find our Instagram, Twitter account, our individual twi- tweets. Um, Everything's there. Go see Dan complain about Housewives being at 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Heart share retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I wanna see you come through, Queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.